You've got questions. We've got all the answers when it comes to sex and more. This is the A to Z of sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Every week, we pick a series of topics that you've been wanting to know about. It's an encyclopedia of sex, intimacy, relationships, and so much more than that. Let's get things started. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. I'm a psychologist, sex, and intimacy coach, and I have spent the last 30 plus years helping people to create and maintain meaningful relationships with sizzling sex and without shame. We are working our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. So today, today the letter is V, and V is for voyeur. Joining me today to discuss all things voyeur and voyeurism is Sir Inc. Sir Inc. was originally created in 2009 on social media for the purpose of sharing erotic stories and Ow's journey into the lifestyle. Since then, Sir Inc. has turned into an educational resource for those new to the lifestyle, as well as a brand with a website, apparel, cosmetics, and a BDSM community site called kinkspace.net. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So this week, we want to talk about voyeurism. And um, for me, so my master is the, is the biggest voyeur in the world. Okay. Um, yep, he is. He's a big voyeur, which is wonderful because that means um, I get to indulge in being um, exhibitionistic and indulge in, in doing lots of things with other people because he can enjoy watching. Um, but I think a lot of times people don't realize that um, how common voyeurism is. So I think if you like watching porn, you're a voyeur. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I would say the same thing. If you enjoy watching pornography, you're a voyeur. So, but voyeurs then tend to be more, I mean, well, in the classic sense of the term, we're talking more um, uh, visual. Yes. And we are other senses, yes. but, but that's not my first sense, which may be why I'm not as much of a voyeur as, as other people. I mean, when, if I'm going to, I mean, I do, I do watch things, right. Pornography, movies, whatever. Um, and I enjoy, but I enjoy watching live things, but it's not always the visual that's getting me. Right. Like I like the sounds and I like the smells if you're in the same room and right. you know, so it, it isn't always the visual, um, but if I'm given a choice, I'll listen rather than watch. Okay. Okay. Because my ears are the thing. I mean, I, I always, I always say um, to Shakir that he could read me the dictionary. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 talk. Just talk. For you. Mm. There's quite a few of those. I like a voice with some bass. Right. Right. If it doesn't have bass. I'm not interested. But I like a voice. <laughs> I like. Baritones and bass is best. And, and there's, the, there's a richness and a deep richness that I just love. And um, there's a guy on TikTok who, um, who's telling bedtime stories on TikTok. Really? Yeah, advising you to put headphones on when he tells. And, and it works, too. Okay. Put the headphones on. Um, and there's just this lovely timber to his voice that just... Really, I mean, it, it, it's really hot. The stories aren't hot enough, to be fair. Okay. But the, but the voice is great. Well, it's TikTok. You can't really get away with it. You know. It's funny you mention that. I was told, uh, well, a friend of mine sent me a guy on Instagram who reads erotic stories 
And a friend of mine was like, yo, you should completely do this. You have the voice for it. And I was like, okay, I, I could try to do that. I got so many other things going on, but that is one thing that I want to do. First of all, I owe you an erotic story, so I got to get that done. I owe you an erotic story. I haven't forgotten. I got to get that to you. And uh, But yes, I am along with you. I like listening to erotic stuff. I do like some voyeurism, but I'm not so much um, maybe live voyeurism, maybe not so much. And I guess in a way, too, when people really don't get voyeurism to a degree, I guess they will wonder, like, how could a guy watch uh, someone that he's involved with have sex or have any involvement with anyone else in front of their face? Because that seems to be a thing that I come across in the kink and BDSM uh, realm is people will ask like, well, I really don't understand how a man could allow his lady to have sex with some a stranger like in his face. And it's hard to explain to people what gets other people off. Well, so I reframe that for people. So they're looking at it like the other guy or gal is taking advantage of him. Like they're looking at it from a classical perspective, from the kind of cuckold perspective. Right. But that's not how a dominant man is looking at it. It's like, this is mine. Right. This right here is mine. I own this. Right. I can do whatever I want with this, including share it with somebody else. Right. For my own pleasure. So there's an objectifying there that's going on. Absolutely. And and there's um, but there's also a turn on in knowing that you can, you giveth and you taketh away, right? right. Like you're still the one in control, yeah. not, not the other person. And that there's that, right? And so they miss that because they think of it in very um, sort of heteronormative terms. It's like, oh, you know, you're, you're being taken advantage of. It's like, nope. Also, they also miss the energy part of things, which is that um, if you are, tuned into energy why would you want to watch that because somebody's basically stoking up your fire for you absolutely absolutely yes 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 and they're putting different kinds of wood on the fire so they're bringing out different aspects of your girl or your guy that you might not have seen or found or discovered on your own because it wasn't your thing to push those buttons. Buttons, right, right. There was a book that I, uh, a friend of mine recommended to me, and I can't remember off the top of my head, and I don't know if I have it close to me, but it spoke about sexuality, and it was talking about how, and it was coming from a, uh, it was coming from a psychological perspective, as, as in, um, like, you sometimes can't, be the end-all, be-all for your significant other. Yep. And, and whatever it takes for them to get them off, if it's porn or anything else like that, then that's okay. Like, don't try to be everything. Or don't think that you're not complete if she needs to watch porn or he needs to watch porn to get himself off. Whatever it takes to make that person sexually satisfied, if you're with them and and, you know, and you can kind of ride with it, Allow them to let let that happen within the guidelines of your relationship, of course. But even you know, I've heard women say that guys have been jealous of their dildos or the. Oh God, yeah, that's a big story. There's bloody bloody moth. 
Um, yes, that's a big one. Jealous of toys. Yes, like I really can uh, get with that. And I'm fine with my partner needs. Uh, I had a girlfriend at one time. She liked to watch porn every now and again to get herself off. And that was fine. I would ask her what she want me to do. Did she want me to play with her with the toy, with her vibrator? She liked the wand and watch a threesome. Fine. Um, I never had no problem with that. Uh, I might have a different issue if she wanted to have another guy in the room. But that's just my thing. But, <laughs> but uh I mean, you know, some of that is about, are you polyamorous? That's like part one. Like, are you polyamorous? If you're polyamorous, then um, again, well, not even that. If you're consensually non-monogamous, there are different flavors. And, you know, some people don't want to see. They don't want to know. They don't want it in their face. Other people enjoy playing together. Um, And then some people want to watch. And there are subsets of people who want to watch. There are, you know, there are people who... um, enjoy being forced to watch that's their that's their kink and that has a really different flavor than um people who just kind of want to put the show on they want to orchestrate the show right right we are moving towards break we'll be back in a couple of minutes after some words from our sponsors we'll pick this up then Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, clinical trials, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. On Anti-Aging Unraveled, host Dr. Lori Gerber features guests related to the field of integrative medicine and more specifically what she calls deconstructed medicine. Many symptoms that we think of as common and related to the aging process don't have to be issues if you think outside the common treatment processes. You'll learn that integrative medical technology, new innovations, and natural health can combine to help you age gracefully. Anti-Aging Unraveled. Listen Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. This is the A to Z of sex, featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails, too. Send them to Lori Beth at drloribethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. 
Hey everyone, welcome back to the A to Z of Sex with me, Dr. Laurie Beth Bisbee. Um, and this is part two of V is for Boyer, and I am here with Sir Inc. And we are talking about the different types of voyeurisms and the different joys in watching. So um, I think we need to make a distinction between watching somebody have um, genital sex. Right. And watching a scene, a BDSM scene. Right. And some people don't make a distinction. I mean, certainly um, my master doesn't really make a distinction. Like he's happy for both. And I mean, I have sex with my BDSM. Some people don't. Some people don't incorporate that. But that's something that's incorporated into mine in some ways. And actually, I don't play with somebody where I can't have any kind of sexual contact with them because it doesn't work for me. Um the only time I the only time I'll do that is if like he's there, right? It's different. It doesn't matter because I can have the contact with him. But um, if I'm on my own and I'm going to be left on my own to sort myself out, that doesn't fly for me. <laughs> particularly, it just doesn't. I mean, particularly because I play hard, and right. so um, it, so it 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 really doesn't work for me. But but some people are perfectly fine watching their partner engage in kink and BDSM as long as there is no actual genital contact, basically. Right. Right. I understand that. And they make a distinction between that. So I don't really understand the distinction, right? Because if you're watching somebody um, play and they're going to have an orgasm from playing, does it matter if they're having an orgasm from playing or if they're having an orgasm because somebody put, their parts inside, you know what I mean? Like to me, it's like, what, what's the difference? It's still an orgasm. People that are territorial, it's a difference. And like, I can understand, like if you go to a play party, you might understand like, okay, well, um, this guy's over here is paddling, doing paddling. And you know, you'll let your submissive go up and be paddled, but you might not want him. And she might get off from that, but you don't want him to stick his fingers in her or you don't want him to, you know, have sex with her. Uh, it, it's a territorial thing. Um, some of it, I, I do recognize that it's our upbringing. It's our societal upbringing. Mm-hmm. Societal, uh, our societal box that we put ourselves in, which is funny because a lot of guys are put their women in that box, but outside their woman, they're having all that kind of sex outside of their woman, which... Um, for me, it's a little off-putting because guys like to pedalize their pedal, put their woman on a pedestal and have this very vanilla, regular sex with their significant other, which is really boring. But when they're out in the street, they're doing any and everything, whether it be, whether it be voyeurism or whether it be, you know, cheating or whatever it is. They like to do these kind of things on the side, which for me is a waste of energy. But, uh, I, you know, for me, I'm, I'm all good with my voyeurism is different. Like I'll watch I can watch some porn, but I'm not I'll get five minutes into a porn. I'm ready to have sex. Uh, um, I can go to a play party and watch, uh, for example, uh, during the um, the event that you threw. Um, we're online and we're on camera. And my submissive was sitting next to me and we're watching this. And after a while, after listening to a couple of erotic stories and seeing a session, I we turned the camera off, we started getting into it. 
Right, but while we're into it, we're watching needle play on TV. So it's all that, like you said, gets you going. And hearing the erotic story that you were reading and the other young lady that read, the one with the locks that read the story, like those things got us going. You know, that's yep. each other. So that is a part of voyeurism as well that I don't think a lot of people would even consider voyeurism, watching people <laughs> read stories and, and it getting you going. Yeah, no, no. And, and so for some people, the point of the voyeurism, it isn't, okay, for some people, the, the vo- the vo- their voyeurs, that's the kink. They don't want to be part of, they want to stand outside and look in, right? right. And so they want to stand outside and look in and they might touch themselves. Right. And that's the classic vision of what a voyeur looks like. Right. But right. for many others, what it is, is it's a feedback loop, like you're describing. So it's, you know, we're going to watch this. We're going to we're going to listen to this. We're going to see what happens, see what gets to us, see what turns us on. And then we're going to get engaged in something and then we're going to feed back into that loop. And, you know, sometimes, for example, that's why some people who are swingers will go to a swingers event because two couples will watch each other. Right. 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 And the energy is back and forth. So. Right. You know, it's like they're having a, a hot time doing what they're doing. They look up and they see somebody else having a hot time right. doing what they're doing. And that makes them hotter and it just moves right. on from there. Absolutely. So I think a lot of, it, 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 as you just spoke of, the, the classic view of voyeurism is a, a wife being fucked by a stranger and a husband sitting there with his pants open playing with himself. And this is sort of the... And especially when it comes to BDSM, it's this, this is mine, you go fuck her while the guy's fucking her, he's grabbing her by the face center, you're mine, I'm doing this to you, all that. And some of that stuff, yes, it it happens like that, but it's not always like that. And I think that we see these, not you and I, but a lot of people see these images and they think that that's what it is. And they don't understand the, as you just said, the energy exchange. That exchange that I felt watching you guys read erotic poems, my ears, right? Mm-hmm. Hearing that and visualizing that story and then seeing a little bit of play, how that galvanized us to cut the camera off and actually touch each other, play with each other. And it, it's that part is missing. And I'm glad that you're um, talking about this, about voyeurism, because there's a lot of misconceptions out there. And there's a lot of misconceptions about BDSM and voyeurism as well. And I tell a lot of people, I really think that most people that are in BDSM are monogamous, not necessarily voyeurs or non-monogamous. I could be wrong. No, my experience is that there's there's quite a large intersection between various forms of non-monogamy and kink and BDSM. Okay, so, okay. Um, I mean, there, there are a lot of people who are monogamous um, and um, in, in a very classical sense. Right. But they still might use pornography or they might go to an event and watch others, but they wouldn't be, nobody would be touching. Right. They won't yeah. participate in it. Right. And that's, and that's what, kind of what I mean is the view of it uh, online, the sensationalism of it is, the guy that's the husband that's allowing his submissive or his wife to be, you know, fucked by this other guy and he's talking to her, he's just jerking off. 
And there's so much more to it than that. But, and I get a lot of people coming to me asking me stuff about like, well, does a dom, does a dom automatically get to have more than one submissive? And I have to talk to people about this. Like, no, that's not, it's not like uh, if you're a dominant, you automatically get to have as many subs as you want. That's not the case. No, you negotiate, you negotiate your relationship style. And, you know, some people are monogamous and they negotiate a monogamous relationship and other people are non-monogamous and they negotiate a non-monogamous relationship. And, um, I mean, I think one of the things I think is most important is that you include things when you're negotiating your scope, that you include things like voyeurism. Like, what does it mean in terms of in terms of what happens? Like, um, you know, you know, if we're non-monogamous, are we going to watch each other? Um, Do you have a say in who I have sex with? Are we going to engage in um, sexual uh, interaction with other people? Right. Are we just going to be just 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 with each other how are we going to do this and what are we going to do um excuse me and um it's all part of the negotiation and it's really important part of the negotiation yes so when we come back in a couple of minutes i want to talk um a bit about some of the kinds of things that you've hinted at like i want to talk a bit about cuckolding and what that looks like and what the voyeurism looks like in that, because it can be quite different than other types of voyeurism. But we'll grab that when we get back after a couple of words from our sponsors. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. There is a difference in health and wellness programs. There can be mainstream programs, and then there is something extra. That something extra is called tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper. If you want to hear some behind-the-scenes talk radio when it comes to health and wellness, the why as well as the how, be sure to tune in each week. This show will inspire you to be healthy and happy for life, as well as become the best version of yourself. Listen Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins looks at how natural healing and biological dentistry can safely and effectively treat most health problems. You'll hear about the innovations in both traditional and alternative medicine therapies with doctors and dentists, along with discussions with chiropractors, medical experts, homeopaths, naturopaths, and energetic healers. It's great to have all the best information in one place. And Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins brings it all together. Listen Thursdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. 
That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drlorybethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Welcome back to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. This week, it is V is for voyeur and voyeurism. And this is part three, and I'm with the inimitable Sir Inc. So before the break, we were talking about, I wanted to bring up cuckolding because some of what you described sounds more like cuckolding. So in, in, in cuckolding, there's two ways of doing it. One is the man is actually in charge. So the man is finding people for his usual, usually wife right. to have sex with right. um, in front of him. And there's some humiliation. There might be lots of humiliation involved, but that's that's his thing. Right. Um, And that that's what he wants to do. There's a subset of that where the men who are organizing this are white and the men who are doing the fucking are almost routinely black. That's a subset. But there's also um, cuckolding where it's actually the woman who's organizing it. And it's basically a dominant woman married to a submissive man who organizes these things for her own pleasure. So it's part of his submission. And there's a lot more humiliation in that. Um, And um, sometimes they will, um, of course, with consent, have their partner participate, have their husband participate uh, during the sex act. And so there's some sort of forced by bisexuality there. Um, And so that's a different kind. But both of those involve a significant voyeuristic component because the partner is watching. That's the whole point is that the partner is watching and not allowed to touch. So there's a difference between that and I'm watching and I'm enjoying, but I am allowed to touch. I could take part anytime I want versus I'm watching and I'm not allowed to put my hands on. And there's something about the excitement of that, of not being allowed. And there is actually, for those of you who don't know, there are also women who are cuckolded. Yes. Right? Yes. And get into the same thing. Yes, I actually follow a page on Tumblr, which is funny. Tumblr still allows certain stuff. But they have a whole, uh, it's like you're a sissy kind of thing with the guys. And they will lock the guys cock up in the cage and you know like you said like there's there's scenes on there where they're forcing them to have sex with another woman or it could be them being forced to be in a situation as you said a bisexual situation and but and the humiliation part is calling them a sissy making them wear panties putting the cage on his cock um all those kind of kind of things making him eat her out while she's standing up and, you know, it's all kind of, you know, and this pictorial. So you see the pictures, but you get the gist of, of the scene. So you're right. But there's also where a woman can be made to watch. Right. A man and another woman or a man and another man having sex and with a very similar thing, although you're not locking up their parts. Um, You know, but with with the same humiliation, there's a lot of stuff there and that and and there's a lot of mileage in that kink as well, although it doesn't get talked about as much and it doesn't get depicted as much. There's actually quite a lot there. Yes, there's a lot there. And it's it's, a lot of that is not talked about. I think a lot of people because of the 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 degradation part of it, 
people don't really want to put that out there. Well, they don't talk about it because they're, you know, the humiliation part and the degradation part causes shame. The fact that they're enjoying this causes shame. And so, and so, you know, the enjoyment of the humiliation, they don't enjoy the shame, right? They don't want to talk about that afterwards. Um, And so that's part of the reason why you don't see this talked about as much. And there are problematic stereotypes that go with this as well. Um, you know, so you, one needs to make sure that what, we, what we're talking about is that people are always consenting. Um, you know, so there are lots of, you know, there's lots of problematic stereotypes that go along with this sort of world. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, with but it cuck, is actually... With the cuckolding world or the voyeur world? With the cuckolding world. Cuckolding world, yes. Yeah. Um, you know, so, I mean, it's... It is actually a rather large segment of kink, however. It's just not talked about as much um, because they get, you know, they get attacked all over the place. For It's, it's funny you said that because, and I don't want to switch topics here, but. Wherever we go. But you mentioned part of the cuckolding is like a man with his wife and then some black guys gang banging her or something like that. And so for me, as a, as a, as a man of color, uh, I had people often ask me, like, why don't you post pictures of people of color doing BDSM? And I try to tell them, it's not that many images of us out there. And one of the one of the reasons why I started my page was to represent a man of color that's in the BDSM. But I, you know, it's hard to find, and I have my own little pictures that I post here and there. But it's hard to find a lot, an abundance of pictures of us. And most of the pictures that I would find is fetishized like that. It's these old up black guys, muscular with two with white ankle socks on, with some little white girl between them, and they, they got the cocks out. And it's like, uh, but it, and that's what it is. And I realized that yes, that's part of the cuck holding, um, but. It's hard to find images like that. And a friend of mine... But there are actually, there are more images than you might think. Um, uh, and and I, I mean, I, I assiduously research it because I like these images. So representation is important to me. There are more images that, that you might, that you might think. Um, but then there's also this really interesting one because there's the, when we talk about fetishizing, so fetishizing, so to be clear with people, when we're saying fetishizing, what we're saying is, you fetishize when you are looking at somebody in an objective, in an objectifying manner for a particular characteristic. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're looking at them for. Um, and so there are, like I said, there are problematic stereotypes, but it, you know, like, like the reason that you want to fuck this man is because he's black. Yes. Right. And so actually it's usually not just because he's black. It's, it's, it's BBC. So it's big black hawk, right? That's yeah. the thing. That's the stereotype. And there's a particular thing. Um, but it's always an interesting conversation to have. It's like, where does fetishization, where is fetishiz- fetishization consensual and just a sec- as part of a sexual act and where is it problematic? Right. Um, I, I once had a conversation with a friend um, who was talking about the, fe- the, the fetishization of people of color, right. which was valid. But she was talking about the fact that it wasn't acceptable for someone to have a preference because that was fetishization. And I was like, 
But she, while this, we're having this conversation, her hands in my hair. Now, if you go over to FetLife and you know my Fet name, you will find that my hair is a, is a fetish over there. <laughs> okay. So I've always had red of various shades, curly hair. Right. And there's a lot of people and, um, and a good portion of my family are people of color and they love my hair. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you're sitting, she's sitting with her hands in my hair, playing right. in my hair. And I'm like, and so you're not fetishizing me right now. Exactly. Yes, I am. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. And I'm like, you know what? But the thing is, I don't mind. Right. Because you know me and you're not just with me because of this. Right. But this is an attraction. It's a sexual attraction. And you know, and you know and appreciate all of me. So I don't mind you having a sexual attraction for a part of me. Right. Like right. even even for the fact that um, I mean, I'm white passing and I'm very pale. And right. even for the fact that, you know, my blush is is a is a. I mean, it's a game amongst my leather family. It's like, let's make Jewel blush. That's like the game, the favorite game. Now, how is that not fetishized? Well, it is fetishizing, right? It is fetishizing. And yet, because you, they know me and appreciate me as a human, it's just fun. It doesn't cause me a problem. And so I think we, we have to start talking about what the nuance looks like. The problem is that you're reducing somebody to their dick, really. Right. Right. I mean, color too, but dick is the thing, right? Dick is the thing, right? Yes. That's the problem. Um, And that, like, if you're actually getting to know the whole person, then it's no longer a problem and you can play whatever games you want. You can objectify within the scene. Right. Absolutely. Because, Because part of BDSM that's so much fun is the objectification. Yes. It's part, it's part of the game. And so if you take that away, you take away a lot of the fun, but it's, it's, you know, like if you're advertising, what I want is this body part. Yeah. There's a problem there. Right. I mean, you know, even, even, even with that being said, um, these guys don't mind being objectified. Some of them, some of them. Right. Some of them, right. Some of them, I'm not saying everybody. I've had a friend who was out one time and a, a, a white couple you know, he's talking to the guy's wife and he ended up banging the guy's wife in front of him in their hotel room. And it seemed like that was just what they wanted to do with a black guy. And my friend didn't have a problem being objectified in the moment because he was fucking an attractive woman. He was more so fucking her and looking over at the husband to make sure he wasn't going to pull no move. Yeah, you're not going to kill me, but you're going to kill him, right? I'm just going to go over here and do my business. Thanks. Don't kill me. In the moment, most guys, a lot of guys don't care as long as they're getting some sex out of it, right? Well, Um, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily want to mess with a woman because she thought I had a big black dick. But I know that might be part of the game. If, if If she's not really dating black guys, then I'm thinking, okay, this is something she wants to get off her chest. Yeah, I mean, I think there's, you know, there's, there's, there's that part to it. And there's the thing is, is, I think the issue becomes when that's all you see, and that's all you refer to. So it's, it's more so not the guys who are enjoying doing this episodically, because that's what they like to do. Right. Um, But that all guys then get approached in that way. Right. And objectified in that way, which 
you know, pisses loads of people off, rightfully so. I mean, you know, who wants to just be seen as as their dick, really? Right. Yeah. Just- I, I don't think most guys, and I'm going to speak for men of color, give a shit as long as they're fucking. <laughs> like, as long as you don't call them nothing crazy or say nothing crazy, they probably don't care. Yeah, like I'm not, I'm not thinking about it. I, I, <laughs> right, okay. To be honest, black guys fetishize white women all the time. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, he like you fuck a white girl, fuck a white girl, I love white girls. It's something. I mean, we do it all the time. You know, it's is I think it's the game that the races have amongst each other when we cross over. It's we have to justify it sometimes based on something more than just the human aspect, as you said. Like I really like her. For some guys, it's like I'm black. I'm in this black world. For me to mess with a white girl, that's a big deal. But you see him, but again, here's the voyeur part. You're seeing stuff online, you're seeing stuff on TV, and it gets in your head. Like, man, I want a white girl. That has nothing to do with who she is. You just want to have a white girl just to, because it's in your head like that. So so the game between the, the white women and black men, that's been going on for a long time with that fetishization going on. Since- well, and I mean, there's, there, there's also, there's also, it goes between all genders as well. I mean, you know. Yes. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yes. All genders. Too. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and um, so we'll be back in a minute after some words from our sponsors. I want to keep going with this one. Addiction. It's something many of us face. It can be nearly anything. Food, sex, alcohol, cannabis, heroin, or dependence on prescription drugs like pain pills, Xanax, Clonopin, or Ativan. Dr. Patricia Halligan hosts Recovery, The Hero's Journey. This groundbreaking program explores the many facets of addiction, including expert observations, best practices to help patients, and treatment options. Listen every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Do you sometimes feel like being healthy and living pain-free is beyond your reach? If you are plagued by poor health and worry that you'll have to live with it for the rest of your life, we have good news for you. There is hope, and it starts right here, right now. Join host Stephanie Parrish for the Vitality Health Show. You'll learn about alternative therapies and natural solutions that really work. Reclaim your good health and your quality of life. Listen to the Vitality Health Show every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. This is the A to Z of sex, featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 
472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drloribethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hey everyone, welcome back to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. And this is the final part in Vias for Voyeur and I'm with the amazing Sir Inc. And we were talking about yeah, fetishization. We got from voyeurism to fetishization, and we were talking about interracial interaction rather than interracial relationships, which is a different topic, really. Um, but but, think, but the, not to interrupt you, but I think it all goes together because part of that visual brings you to this fetishization as well. Well, but that's one of the things. What I was going to say is that is that you know I, somebody asked me at one point. I mean, okay, so. Anybody, anybody who's new to this show, husband and master is African-American. So that's so now you have a context um, and leather family is almost entirely people of color. So now you have a context. Um, but it's, you know, remember somebody saying to me, you know, what what is it? Um, when you talk preferences, what is it? And I should say, I mean, I've been married to a blonde with red hair and pale fucking skin. I've been, I was married to, you know, a British man with dark hair and, and big blue eyes, you know? So like for me, it's, it's very much an energy, but I do like contrasts. Okay. So, so what is it? So if I'm, if I'm with somebody, what is it? Well, I like the contrast of the color of the skin and the different shades of the skin. I like the different textures because, listen, folks, we are different textures. Yes, we are. Yes. We are different textures. We have different body smells. We do. Right? And I like the different body smells. Yeah. Yeah, we, we taste different. Part of that's the different foods we might eat. Yes. Right? Um, yes. So there's a lot of things. We have different we have some different accents, but not always. Now, I, I say that because, because over here, <laughs> yeah. because over here, I have had the really interesting experience of meeting people of color who are Scottish, who sound Scottish. Right. There's, yeah. no, there's no separate dialect. Whereas in the United States, there is, there's a dialect accent. Yes. Right. So we might sound different. We might not. But there are contrasts. And this goes for all the shades. Like I'm using this because, because I'm looking at you and you're looking at me. So it's easier, right? But this goes for all the shades. And so for some, for some people, the idea of having of the, the contrasts is really interesting. And it makes for uh, a different energy. And it makes for a lot of fun. Sometimes having those things be all the same is really interesting. So, you know, it's very individual preference. And it's part of like what underscores voyeurism is the ability to explore in that place without touching. Right. Yes, yes, yes. So it's funny. I, I was married to a Brazilian woman that I met in Brazil, lived here for eight years in the United States. She is more uh, Latina and Native American looking. But if you ask her, she says, I'm black. And for her to come here, the contrast of, of Brazil and here is completely different. But it was, it was also that, that thing in my mind of, 
I, we loved each other like crazy. But it was also that contrast of, now I got a Brazilian wife. I have something, something unique here in the United States. I have a Brazilian, you know, I have a Brazilian wife, you know, she's beautiful. So it, it is, a, a, you know, that whole fetishization of Brazilian women too, that I was into the voyeurism of it. You see in Brazilian women, you're like, oh, they got the best looking women that you go. And then I fell in love with the culture of Brazil instead of just the look of the women. Right. And so the culture is really what brought me in to even wanting to love a woman enough to bring her back. Right. And, and that's when you're going, you're talking about going beyond the surface. So, so um, I guess the last thing I wanted to bring up before we go into what's going on for you and what's going on for us in the, the right. time upcoming, but um, the last thing I wanted to bring up is that, is that one of the classic voyeur things that we, we didn't really talk about were the, like peeping toms and stuff, right? I was going to talk about, I was going to mention that earlier. Yes, yes. Oh, please, please go, please go. I mean, that's always an interesting one because there's no consent. So up until now, all of the stuff that we were talking about was consensual. Yes. But that one, there's no consent. And that's why it's problematic because there's no consent. That's the hole in the bathroom wall guy. Yeah, that's the hole in the bathroom wall guy or the guy who peeps into your window or uh, the guy in the park. Right. Who's watching out. Um. You know, and that's problematic also in the digital age. Um, maybe the guy who's, you know, like, I don't know, grabbing <laughs> imagery from other places or like while you're on camera, they're jerking off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All, all that people hacking into your, your your cloud and stealing your images yeah. and putting that stuff out there. Yes, that's, that's another level of, we call it thirst, but voyeurism that's, that's a little bit above and beyond. Well, and that, and so that's the, that's the area that most people think of when you talk about voyeurs and that's the non-consensual area. Yes. Yes. The thing is you can set up all these things with consent. Right. Like, I mean, I've been, I've been at events where, you know, I mean, I'll never forget um, weekend reunion was one of those events where people were told, if you don't mind people watching, you leave your door open. Right. Right. And so if you leave your door open, then anybody could come in and watch what you were doing. They couldn't take part unless they asked permission, da, 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 but they didn't have to have any, anything more than um, minimal consent right. if they wanted to watch. If, you, you know, the sign was leave the door open. Made it easy. Make it easy. Right. But it, there right. it is. There's, there's really clear and evident consent there. Right. Is there is there a certain kind of um, mindset um, or psychosis behind people that want to watch uh, with non-consent? Is there something? Well, so there's I wouldn't say there's a psychosis. They're not divorced from reality, um, but there certainly is a mindset. I mean, you know, the mindset there, there are a couple of mindsets. I mean, the most benign one is just people who uh, are enjoying the thrill of, of um, doing something wrong. It's like cheating, right? It's like cheating, yes. That's the most benign, where they're just enjoying that thrill. Uh, The the most malignant to that are are people who are uh, start with that and actually really want to get closer, and so they don't care about consent at all. They completely objectify the person. So the person who's doing, who's enjoying the thrill of doing something wrong, although they're objectifying the person briefly, 
they're not completely objectifying the person, right? They're, they're, they're aware that there's another person with feelings on the other end and that they are taking advantage, but they're not going overboard. Whereas the other, the other person doesn't care. You're always an object. You're never a human to them. And that's, that's, that's more worrisome. That tends to progress into other things. So yeah, I wouldn't want to see that. That tends to progress into, into, to actually, if you, if you view somebody solely as an object, um, and you don't feel you need it, need that person's consent because they're they're just solely an object. Then um, you feel entitled to to do all sorts of things that Absolutely. they might not be okay with. And it gets, and that can get very dark. Yeah, it can get very dark. And it is. I mean, it's one of those ones that's always interesting when you talk about when you're you've been talking about BDSM, particularly if you talk about long term power exchanges. When you talk about things like consensual non consent and how you negotiate those things so that you don't end up in one of those places. Um, but uh, that's for another show because we don't have time for that tonight. Okay. Okay. Um, so we've got. For those of you who weren't aware, we do have a party coming up on Saturday. It's probably the last one of the summer. Um, it's going to be a blast. As usual, we're really looking forward to it. Tickets are available on drlaurybethbisbee.com. Please go and grab them. Um, I'm excited. It should be a lot of fun. You know, we, we've always got some interesting things. We've added in the opportunity for people to choose the implements that people end up being hit with. So that should be cool. Um, and um, there's going to be some electrical play, which will be interesting. Um, and and a, a little bit of a talk about working with electricity. Mm, nice. Yeah. Yeah. That should be fun. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to it. Um, we have made progress on the platform that we are building, which we have been raising money for. And um, so we're working towards a prototype. So just so people know, progress is being made. We can't wait until we're able to introduce the platform to everybody. But for now, um, you have the opportunity to come and join us in this virtual atmosphere um, amongst a comfortable group of people who um, you'll get to see do all sorts of interesting things. And you can, there's going to be erotic stories and uh, Miss Kimmy's coming and speaking again, doing, doing two bedtime stories. I'll read some of my stuff. I've got a new one that I'll read. So it should be fun. It should be fun. If people want to find you, where should they find you? They can find me on Sir Inc. That's I-N-Q, uh, the experience on Facebook, Sir Inc. On Instagram, they can find me on kingspace.net and I'm on Twitter, but I'm really not on Twitter, but I'm Sir Inko 9 on Twitter. And lastly, I wanted to say about your party to give people context is that I actually have happenstance to follow Master Seiku mm-hmm. and watched a video of YouTube a week before the party. Attended the party, enjoyed it thoroughly. It was better than I thought. And so much that this time to get more of my people involved, I'm not only going to, not only have I spoke about it to people that I think are valuable to come, um, but I actually will do a giveaway of five tickets. That's going to be part of my donation to the website, as well as I'm going to make a bigger donation because I want to be part of a bigger community 
This is what I've been looking for to connect with people all over because I travel a lot. So I would like to be able to know some people like you. If I'm coming over to Europe, then I can come kick it with you, drinks, dinner, you in the mass or whatever. And that's the kind of person I am. It's never have to be about sex or kink, just to meet people that you see online to put faces and voices in, in real time is just so right. And I mean, and then I mean, I think for a lot of people, if you're living in an alternative lifestyle, it's nice to be able to spend time with people, ordinary time with people who you don't have to explain your lifestyle to. That's you know, exactly. I mean, so you know, um, you spend a lot of time in the world with people wanting to understand what you do and why you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it can, it's just nice to be able to relax and and yeah. not worry about that. So, um, you know, we really are invested in creating a sex positive space. So that we've got that um, and it's there and it can't just get shut down because um, somebody decides that they don't want sex positive stuff on their platform. Um, And there's levels of security that you have to go through just to get into the party that makes you a participant feel safe. Yeah. That environment, because you know that everybody in there has done the same thing. You won't have to worry about any images of you going back out, anything that's done there is done there and left there. So that's absolutely. And I appreciate you raising that. So we do full waivers as we would if we were doing a party in person. And we feel really strongly about that because that allows us to know that, yes, everybody is over the age of 21 and um, right, which is very important. And, um, and we know who people are. And so, um, which is important because if somebody misbehaves, I want to be able to yeah. grab hold of them, yeah. but it also makes people much more comfortable. So we do waivers and we then see people's IDs so that we know who they are. And then you can go and be as anonymous as you want. You don't have to turn your camera on. You can just be anonymous and enjoy yourself. You can be a uh, warrior not seen. Absolutely. And there are always some people who come and are complete voyeurs yeah. and they just come and watch, um, you know, some people because their jobs don't allow them to be seen in public. Other people, just because they're beginners and they're anxious and they don't, they're not yet ready to talk to anyone. Yes. Yes. And, and that's all fine. Um, guys, I am going to be on holiday for the following two weeks. So we didn't know this week is V X and Y will be replays. That's all right. V W and X. Yeah. I can spell W and X will be replays. Um, and I will see you again um, when we get to Y. Um, but in the meantime, I just want to thank you for coming and joining me, Sir Inc. And you guys stay safe and have fun and come join us on the 3rd of July. This is a great way to kick off your July 4th weekend celebration. Yeah, I'll be there. Me too. See y'all then. We hope you learned something today. But if you have more questions, go ahead and email them to Lori Beth at drlorybethbisbee.com. Then be here next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of The A to Z of Sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee on Voice America Health and Wellness. See you next week.